I, uh, everybody keeps telling me I've got 25 minutes, um, but it seems to stretch out to a bit longer, but we're going to go for 25 minutes this morning. Uh, so if you are here for the very first time, I just want to want to welcome you. Maybe you've uh, uh, come in over the last couple of months since July the 1st, and we would so love to be able to meet you and to shake your hand and to introduce ourselves after our service. But we are planning, here's a heads up, if you're new to Elam over the last few months, we're going to be planning uh, a lunch uh, in a few weeks' time. We would love to uh, love you to come to that just to be able to meet you and hang out with you. Uh, that would be so good. So come on, uh, Elam family, come on, can we welcome all our guests one more time. If you're here for the first time, new to Elam, so good. So welcome uh, to this family, and that's exactly what we are, a great, great family. Well, many of you, you might not know or be aware of that, but Denise and, as I said before, myself, we've been on a, on a sabbatical with uh, church. Uh, Pukekoe here will be eight years old or eight years young uh, in November, so just a couple of months away. Uh, and and our, our leadership, every eight to ten years, they, they like our, our senior pastors or our lead pastors to, to have, a, have a, a recharge, to have a, a long longer break and do some uh, professional development, which is what we did on beaches and things like that. It was great developing professionally. Um, uh, I must say I'm, I'm not going to stand side on because there's about 10 kgs there uh, that uh, needs to go very quickly. Uh, that's why I'm wearing black so it disappears. No, this morning. Uh, but, but we've had an amazing time, thanks to my, uh, <laughs> every time now, <laughs> uh, to my parents, okay, this time, uh, my parents passed away a few years ago, and so we have a, had a bit of an inheritance there, so I thought, well, should we pay off some money off the house, or should we go on a wheel trip to, we're <laughs> on a wheel trip <laughs> Uh, we had a great time going through uh, through America. That's where the 10 kgs come from. But we we had we had some uh, amazing experiences. I've always wanted to go to Israel and and Egypt and see the pyramids. And, and I'll, I'll share some more things over uh, and photos and things over the next little bit. But I wanted to share three three things uh, on three different places that we went over the last little bit. So it's going to be a little bit of a different kind of message today. And and, and then. And then at the end, I'd love to just be able to pray for pray for people, and because I feel like God's given me uh, 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 some three different thoughts here this morning that is that I'm believing is really going to resonate with you. Uh, there's going to be different things that are going to resonate with you, and, and and people call there's this gift of prophetic or this gift of prophecy, and and what that is is that someone will have a word at times, and there'll be something where you sit back there and think, "Wow, is he talking to me?" Uh, and that gift, and I just feel like I've got three things this morning from our trip uh, that I'm going to share. And, and so please, uh, be, I'm going to pray right now because I feel like the, the season is about to change for us uh, as a church, as a city, as a nation. The season is, is about to change. And, and I want to prepare uh, my heart. I want to prepare this church for, for what the fresh season ahead that God has for us. And, and, and some of that is finding freedom like we've never found before. And I believe today uh, is going to start. So let's be receptive this morning. So Almighty God, Lord, I pray for every person in this auditorium, every person hearing my voice today. Lord, oh God, would you come by, your, by the Holy Spirit and power and might confirming your word, oh God, opening eyes, Father God, opening ears, Father God. Lord, resetting visions and dreams, Father God, stirring people up this morning, oh God. But Lord, I pray for every heart here right now that, Lord Jesus, our, our hearts will be receptive to what you're wanting to say to each one this morning. 
Lord, let it not be my words, but your words from heaven, I pray today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we're going to get straight into it this morning. My first thought is simply this, is don't be the biggest face in the picture. Don't be the biggest face in the picture. In three places that we went over the last few uh, few weeks uh, that has really captured my attention and God was speaking to me at each place. The first place we went, one of the places we went to, photo going to pop up here, uh, is from Caesarea. Now you'll read that in, in Scripture, especially around the book of Acts. Caesarea was a, a great city and you'll see the beautiful one, little pink one on the side there, that's that's the lovely Denise strolling there in the breeze and the sun. So that's her, Denise, up there. Uh, but this here, Caesarea, uh, if you're not aware, Caesarea was a, a seaport that was built by the King Herod the Great. Uh, and it's a phenomenal place. This is the, that's the, the ruins or the, you see those two uh, stands at the back there. This is where uh, Herod's palace was. Right there, and, and a bit later I'll read a scripture from Acts chapter 12 of something that happened in that palace that was there. But, but, but Herod was, a, was a, a man who was so driven that he built a whole city uh, just to the right of that. You'll see there's like a, there was a big stadium, an amphitheater there where they had the chariot races and there was, there was houses. He, he built a breakwater in the middle of the ocean so ships could come in uh, for trade because that part of the uh, the, the, the region, there was no ports there that were close by. And, and so here in those days, it was all about trade. It was all about taxes and it was all about being able to move equipment around and, and goods around the Mediterranean. So that sea there you see is actually the Mediterranean Sea. So one of the reasons that he built that, that particular seaport there, and there were stones, that this is the phenomenal thing, big rocks there that this guy would move. Some of them they believed to be at 50 tons. 50 tons. Now, we're talking a couple of thousand years ago, give or take a few hundred uh, in there. And, and so, firstly, you think, how did they do that? How did they put big stones out in the breakwater? It's like one of those uh, building like a marina out there to protect the ships as they come and they go. And one of the reasons that they built the, uh, this particular city there, which uh, had about 50,000 inhabitants in it by the, by the end of when it was all built, uh, the, the reason was because back then the ships couldn't necessarily go straight across the Mediterranean Sea because it was too far. Uh, but what they would do is they would, they would go follow the coast and they would go around the countries around that Mediterranean, eastern, western Mediterranean there because it was, it was too dangerous to go right across the middle because the ships weren't, weren't able to do that back then. Uh, so here and here was a man who had incredible vision and dream and determination that no one got in his way. And we're standing there, I'm standing there, and I'm just thinking, like, this guy also, there was no fresh water. So you could, you could just imagine what it would be like. He built this thing called an aqueduct, and haven't got that photo there, but it's five miles long, uh, an aqueduct. You'll, you'll see on some of those bridges where it's got all of those, uh, those arches like that, and it's actually an aqueduct. There's like a water pipe that brings water. They built a water pipe five miles long to bring water from a spring to the city. This guy, Herod, was incredibly determined. But, but here was the thing. Uh, he would built it all for his name and for his sake, that he could raise taxes and, and, and almost like say, wow, look at what I've built. Look at the trade and the, and the finance and the money and the things, that, the power that we have. Look at what I've built here. And, and here's the mistake, that, that as I'm walking around this place, especially not that palace, but the palace there, that was just there, looking around and thinking, wow, this guy took a place that he wasn't meant to take. 
And we read what happened to him here in Acts chapter 12, because his face, his, he was too big in the picture. Uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 21 to 24, it says this, uh, on the appointed day, Herod wearing his royal robes, he sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. Verse 22, they shouted. Now that's all happening in that palace right here. That palace, those ruins, that's where it was happening. That verse 22, they shouted, this is the voice of God and not of man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord <laughs> struck him down. He didn't go very well from that. He was decomposed and eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued. Not a great way to end, right? But here's the thing. He'd taken a place uh, that he wasn't meant to take. Uh, he was standing and, and, and attempting to be someone that he wasn't, uh, wasn't called to be, and that's not a great ending for him. But standing there looking at that palace, reading that scripture, it reminded me that we too have the potential to build for ourselves cities or careers and, and build things uh, that show how good we are, that how determined we are, how great we are, and we can put ourselves so big in the picture that we take the place of God. And I bet you you're sitting there wondering, like, how do we do that, Daryl? Well, here, here's a couple of things that come to my mind. That, see, we, we can demote God to a place where he wasn't meant to be. He's meant to be our priority, meant to be our number one. I felt like God was saying to me that, that we can demote God by, not taking, uh, uh, by taking that place of our success and saying, we deserve it. What's that great song? I did it my way. For the oldies. We did it my way, and, and, and success is a place where we can place ourselves up there, and, and like God is serving us, and that's, he's not meant to be in that place. I, I felt like rest is another place where we can take God's place of our life, but by not resting, by not having a Sabbath, if we feel like, if we're indispensable, if we've got to earn, if we've got to make money, we can't have a day off, I just feel like that's something for some people here today, because God says, here's Jehovah, and here's a provider. He created a Sabbath for you and I to be able to rest from our work. And not resting, some, I'm just saying, sometimes not resting comes from a place of I have to because I'm all of that in a bag of chips. God won't look after me. He will look after you. Uh, the other thing I believe that is, is finance, that trusting and we can do it ourselves. We trust in our money more than we trust in God. Recognition, people know we can demote God by not recognizing him as the author and the perfecter of our faith and in our life. See, Herod was, was like, look at this great city that I've built. He was the only face in the picture. What is Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6? It says this, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This here, verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In your career, in your rest, in your success, in your recognition, acknowledge Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and he will make your pastor. See, here's the thing. I don't think Herod really understood, but God will not share his glory with anything else. No person, no property, no position. Second thing is this, different city here. Uh, this, now, we're going to go to Jerusalem right now. And, and uh, from Caesarea back down, probably about an hour's drive to, uh, to Jerusalem, and we find this, that it's time to start dancing. It's time to start dancing. First thought is this. 
uh, shoot, when you flick up that first picture, this picture that you're going to see, firstly, the lovely Denise, isn't she beautiful, amazing, just stunning. Uh, but that, what she's climbing into right there, I'm going to get told off for that photo, by the way, just saying as well. So, uh, so I might not be here next week. I might be in hospital. Uh, so, but, ne- but that first one, this uh, is one of the sites uh, that they believe is Jesus' tomb. <laughs> Where she's going into, that one there, that one there. Uh, on the outskirts of, of Jerusalem, and it's a, it's a place where they, they believe there's two sites where, uh, where Jesus may have been. So they're pretty clear about that. Maybe this one or maybe this other one. But I'm kind of thinking this one is, is quite good because I'll show you in a second. But, but this is where they believe that Jesus was buried. Remember Joseph of Arimathea had a, had a, a tomb that he, he gave and took Jesus' body, put him in there. And, and uh, this the next photo here as well. Uh, now, what you'll see is, is a modern city. Now, that tomb is just to the left down the bottom here, but, but what you might make out is it's started to de- deteriorate after a couple of thousand years, but that's the place of the skull, they believe. See the two eyes? And the nose is kind of eroded off and things like that. So Golgotha, the place of the skull. So, so this place here, what reminded me of this, what a fascinating place to go to, but, but it reminded me of, of this, and, and I believe this is a word for some people here today, that it's time to move from your mourning, and it's time to be clothed with gladness. You, you know, this, this tomb was a place of, of defeat, of, of end, where Jesus was, he, he was crucified for you and for I, but, but they didn't realize that he was going to raise, uh, be raised to life on the third day, so this represented mourning and grief. And, 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 and you know what, I've kind of found as we've traveled around that there's a lot of people in mourning and in grief from years gone by, many decades gone by, uh, and, and I felt even from us here, there's a bunch of people here, I must say, that have come in the last few months, and we love having new people, and they, uh, speaking to the, the family that were here at Cape Hill Road, they don't know the story of the flood for us. It's time to put the flood behind us. It's time for us to move on. It's time to stop mourning for those things because see what God is doing. Just look around and see the faces, people getting saved here. God is doing something. It's time to Psalm 30 verse 11. It tells us this, for you have turned uh, for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off the sackcloth and restored or clothed me with gladness. Now sackcloth was something in the context of the day where, where people would put on sackcloth, probably not that comfortable, but it was, it was something to show their grief. It, it was a, you, you wore sackcloth because there was a humiliation, there was a, a shame there. You, it was almost like a, a, an uncleanness thing there uh, as well. And, and, and here's the thing, that scripture that I just read, it says this, for you have turned my mourning into dancing. Sometimes, here's the thing, we just can't take it off ourselves. Sometimes we can't take it ourselves. The truth is we need others to help us find freedom. And I, I want to encourage you, if you're not part of a small group, sign up for a, a small group today. There'll be some, a team member in a pink T-shirt or a salmon T-shirt out there signing people up. You can fill out a Connect card. We, because, because small groups, uh, we need each other to do life together. That's what we, what we believe. And it's when we take off a mask and people pray for us and they share with us and they go on their journey with us. Because here's the thing. Someone else, you, you might think that your life, you're struggling right now, that your life is pretty bad. I guarantee that someone else has been through that journey and they're in a small group waiting for you to come. 
It's time to find freedom. It's time to move from mourning to dancing, to put on glad, a gladness, to take off the sackcloth. And, and today God wants you to, wants to turn your grief into gladness, your, your humiliation into joy. Because here's the thing, can I, I'm not a, big into declarations and things like that, but I just need to say this, that morning time is, morning is over. Morning is finished. It's time to put on some new clothes, go to Glassons or Hallensteins and put on some gladness. If I could sell you a t-shirt saying gladness today, I would have. But, but come on, it's like that. See, but when you can't take it off yourself, that's why God sent his one and only son, that we may be healed, we may be restored, that we may be free, that we may be spend eternity with him one day because he takes the clothes off for us. See, you have, it's not just joy and happiness by buying things, but he will give us a gladness that only he can give, that the kingdom of God uh, can only give. He wants to take the grief off you and to reclothe you. Ecclesiastes tell us that there is a season to mourn. There's a season, but seasons come to an end. Third thing is this last photo I'm going to show you this morning. Band, you guys could come in a few minutes probably, but the third thing is this, is just add water. Just add water. First photo I'm going to show you here is, is beautiful Denise once again. Uh, she's just, just so lovely. Uh, and, uh, but in the, in, in the middle of California, and just, I'm really in trouble now because I've showed that photo too, uh, but Death Valley National Park you might, is, is in uh, the middle of, of California and it is a desert. If you've never been in a desert, it's like uh, 10 miles of rocks, 10 miles of sand, 10 miles of rocks, 10 miles of sand. Not a whole lot of vegetation. And, and I think the reason, next photo is, ne the reason that it's called, wow, <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at those jandals, by the way, they're really good. <laughs> $2 target. Look, that, that's Death Valley there. And you could look at that and think, how would anything grow there? It is so desolate. Uh, maybe uh, some of our South African families or from those parts of the world where you, you've, you've seen deserts and you know what deserts are like. This is uh, an incredible desert with miles and miles and miles of nothing. I, I, the reason why they call it Death Valley is because probably everything there dies. Uh, that particular day was 47 degrees. Uh, so that was pretty, pretty warm. I could have put an egg there and it would have cooked in a few seconds. But here's the thing with Death Valley. In 2016, it looks like it's, uh, there's no life there, and it looks like it's so desolate that how can anything ever survive there? And, but in 2016, uh, rain come to the desert. In 2016, there was an incredible downpour uh, in, the, in the Death Valley Basin, where, where, and it was, uh, there was floods, there was lots of flash floods, and, and a few weeks after that, look what happened. And the next one, that was a good while too, by the way. Like, wow. Death Valley, after some rain, turned into a flourishing uh, uh, land of, of vegetation, of flowers, uh, of, of animals returned for that season. It was called, you can check it out, it was called the Super Bloom of 2016 because that one particular night, and sometimes it doesn't rain there for years and years and years, but this time it did rain. Uh, and the rain turned the land into this. See, everybody, when you drive through there, you think, how can anything survive in here? 
There's nothing here. This place is dead. But nobody knew what was lying just beneath the surface until the rain came. Nobody knew that there was seeds that that were lying dormant, that there was nutrients, there was things in this rocks and this sand that was just lying dormant, waiting for the rain to come. Nobody knew. See, I wonder what's lying underneath the surface of your life that just needs some fresh water. I, I see, see the desert. The desert wasn't dead, it was just dormant. It was lying in wait for the rain to come, for the water to come. And and I just wonder about the seeds that are in each and every one of your life, the plans, the purposes that God has placed in your life where you've thought is dead, it's not actually dead, it's dormant. It's just waiting for some fresh water. Now the Bible teaches us or tells us about the Holy Spirit coming like rain and, 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 and like filling us fresh and like fresh water, like a river. And, and the, this morning, I, I, I know, uh, I know and, and I sense that, that there's people in, in, in here and you're carrying things that, that the morning season is over, the morning time is over, where you've been too big in the picture, that season is over, and now you're ready, you're ready to receive some fresh water because what God has placed in your heart and what He's placed in your life needs the fresh water to germinate and turn into a flower bed for trees to grow, for life to come back. And this morning, I, I just believe this from Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And afterwards, uh, the prophet said this, that I will pour out, this is God, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. This is me. Your young men will see visions. Uh, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on those days. He's like, he's saying, I'm going to pour out the rain. You've had lots of rain here in New Zealand, but he's going to rain in a different way on the spirit, on the hearts and lives of men and women by the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you today that that the rain uh, is here to refresh you, to renew you. The things that were dead was to raise to life again because they're dormant, they're not dead. So this is, thank you very much. This is this is what we're gonna gonna do right now. I'm gonna ask everybody to close their eyes right now because I, I've just been sensing all week. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a response. Now we don't normally do this, and and, and I'm not gonna embarrass anybody. Uh, but but what I am gonna say is is this: if you're in need of fresh water, if you're the the things that you're carrying, you're feeling like the dead, and you need some fresh water today, I'm gonna ask you to stand in a few moments because I'm gonna pray for every every person. And why would you do that? Well, it's because when we are willing and we we're wanting God to do something in our life, enough is enough of the old. It's time to step into the new. And so simply by standing, I believe you're going to be saying in faith to the Lord right now, God, I'm like a big sponge where you pour out your spirit upon me. If it's just like Joel told us, just like the rain coming upon a desert where things grew and things changed. And, and so right now, if that's you, no, like, don't, don't be looking around, don't be wandering around, but all I'm going to say is I'm just going to challenge you right now. I'm going to count to three and on three. If you want to stand and I'm going to pray, I want you to stand as a faith statement today. One, two, three. Stand to your feet right now. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Father, right across this place right now, Lord, by your Spirit, Lord, just as Joel 
uh, prophesied about the coming of the Holy Spirit and that, that Holy Spirit, you would indeed pour out like a mighty flood, like a mighty river, like the rain clouds of heaven, Father God. Lord, right now for every hand that is lifted, for every uh, heart that is standing, Father God, Lord, right now, would you respond in Jesus' mighty name, filling afresh, oh God. Lord Jesus, I, I rebuke the lie of the enemy right now that would say uh, that they are dead, Father God, that there's no hope, there's no way. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, bring in new life, Lord God. Lord, a freshness in the spirit and the rain and the water of heaven, oh God. Lord, reigniting, Father God, the dormant things in hearts and lives, oh God. Lord, the dormant things, Father God, spring into life, oh Lord. Spring into life, Jesus. So, Father, upon every heart right now, oh God, Lord, I know that you won't force yourself on anyone or anything, oh God, but right now there's willing hearts, willing hearts, oh God, like sponges, like cups, Father God, to be filled to overflowing. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, would you pour out your Spirit on all of these people, upon your sons and your daughters, Father God, so they will prophesy, oh God, that the men here, Father God, and the women here of, of maturity and age, Father God, will dream dreams, oh God, that the young people here and the young men and the young women here, oh God, will see visions, oh God, that even, Father God, people that don't feel like they belong, Father God, will have anything to, to say or to do. Father, you said you would pour out your Spirit upon them anyway in those days. So everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Father God, right now, Lord, instilling uh, right now, Father God, Lord, a touch of your spirit, a touch of your presence, Father God, that from this day forward sprouts and grows, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you take your seat? I'm going to hand to Kaylin in a second, and we're going to close the service in a second. But one thing I want to do, if you could, just uh, keep your eyes closed and your head bowed. We, we never like to finish a service but without giving the opportunity for, for people who, who may not know who Jesus is and may not understand the gospel yet. I believe this. I believe that God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. I believe that it's no mistake that you're here today. Maybe you've, you've, been a, you've grown up in a Christian home or you've been a part of, uh, of a church and you've walked away and maybe just today, it's coming back to Jesus. But here's the thing. God has a plan for you. He's got a way through it. I'm gonna, in a second, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. Uh, if you would like to say yes to Jesus, to give your life to Him, ask Him to be the Lord of your life right now, I'm going to ask that. All you need to do is just pray this prayer silently uh, in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. I believe you died on a cross and you rose again for me. You paid the price of my debt, my sin, the stuff that separated me from you. And Lord, today, I thank you for your mercy that stretches and reaches me. So Jesus, today, I give you my life. I surrender my will and my plans into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name. So every eyes closed, one more thing. I'm not going to call you out, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'd love to see who I can pray, pray the one last prayer for this morning. If you just said yes to Jesus, uh, you gave your life to Him, you really need that on the count of three. What I want you to do is slip your hand up, I'll acknowledge it, and put your hand down, and then I'm going to pray for you. If that's you, you really need that on three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand there if you said yes to Jesus. See that hand, see the hand to my left, see the hand in the middle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyone else today just saying that 
maybe in your heart right now is that I'm not worthy of this. I've done too much. It's a lie. Don't believe it. Jesus died for you. And he loves you. Anyone else this morning? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Father, Lord, I thank you for changed hearts and changed lives. Father, Lord, I thank you that today that people in this place, Father God, have said yes to you, giving their lives to you, Father God, surrendering, uh, Lord, their, their, their will to your things. Oh God, Father, I thank you that you are a good, good Father, that you love them, you've got great plans for them. So Lord, would you bless them, would you protect them in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen.